This is episode 236 of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. This time I'm joined by Adam Robinson, CEO of retention.com, and he shares the secret how to capture every possible email address for Black Friday. So let's dive right into it. But before we get started, a big thank you to our sponsors for supporting today's episode. Store Hero is a profit platform for e-commerce brands and agencies. Store Hero helps centralize all of your e-commerce, marketing and finance data to get a true sense of your unit economics, margins and profitability. Visit storehero.ai today. Be a smart e-commerce marketer and grow your digital team faster without spending a ton on hiring, enabling you to grow your business faster. Visit smart-ecommerce-marketing.com for details or simply click the link in the show notes. This is the e-commerce coffee break. A top-rated Shopify growth podcast dedicated to Shopify merchants and business owners looking to grow their online stores. Learn how to survive in the fast-changing e-commerce world with your host, Klaus Lauter, and get marketing advice you can't find on Google. Welcome, welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. show. Hello, welcome to another episode of the e-commerce coffee break podcast. Today, we want to dive deep into email marketing because Q4 is coming up, Black Friday is coming up, and we want to find out how you can capture every possible email address that is out there for your business. Now, things have changed in the email marketing quite a bit since Apple did some big changes. And I think not everyone is aware of what kind of implication that has on collecting email addresses and doing email marketing. So with me on the show today, I have Adam Robinson. He's the founder and CEO of retention.com. He has bootstrapped retention.com to 20 million average annual revenue. He's working in public and post daily on LinkedIn. That's where you'll find him and is making a docu-series called the Billion Dollar Challenge chronicle his journey with retention.com. So let's welcome Adam to the show. Hi, Adam. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Adam, iOS 14.5 and everything that followed really messed it up for marketing, specifically for email marketing. And we want to dive right into it. Give me an overview of what really happened. This is what has gone on from being someone who sells into these e-commerce vendors, but is not one myself. iOS 14 happened, which in my observation had took everyone's Facebook. And by the way, we sell into Shopify stores mainly. So It's mainly a Facebook ad exercise that people are doing to grow their businesses for the most part. CAC LTV or whatever, return on ad spend or whatever. In my observation, if you were to go before iOS 14 versus now, it's like gone up by 50%. The cost to acquire a customer on average. I'm sure there's some cases in which it's not that. So iOS 14 prohibited the user had to opt into being tracked across websites. So a thing that it did, which was so punitive, was it just made targeting harder because it made it harder for Facebook to put someone in a bucket of interest and build a profile. And it made it harder to show them in a targeting ad. So they were just new every time. I think everybody gets that. The brands who kill it today, in my opinion, it's like true classic is this t-shirt company. They were founded under three years ago and they're doing 150 million run rate revenue. I think they kill it because they can serve a broad ad. If that makes sense. They're just showing t-shirt ads to men. It's not like men who have a gluten intolerance, who have a whatever, you know what I mean? I just wanted to say that because I don't think all hope is lost. It's just this Facebook thing before iOS 14 had this incredible ability for a brand to create this hyper niche product. And then just find those people who would buy it very quickly, right? So 
that was a big change there and it's in meta. What I don't think people are aware of is that Apple's doing other stuff other than this iOS update. They have this thing called intelligent tracking prevention that has been ratcheting down on what are called third-party applications. So things like Meta, Klaviyo, Shopify, these third-party apps ability to track users on their website. Let's talk about email because that's what we're talking about today. Why would it matter if so, what has happened is Clavio, for instance, who everybody knows, just IPO'd, everybody uses, they used to be able to track someone on a merchant's website for two years. And if you go, they did it with a cookie. If you search Clavio's help docs and type Clavio cookie, the first thing that you will see is this warning banner that says, as of April 23rd of this year, due to intelligent tracking prevention, Instead of two years, Clavio's tracking only lasts seven days. Why is that a problem? The problem is if someone clicks on a Facebook ad, hits your website and browses around and puts something in their cart and leaves, they will get the best email that exists in the world today. They will get an abandoned cart email. That's amazing. If eight days later, they come back on their own volition and they don't click through from an ad, you don't know who they are. <laughs> they can click eight days later. They can click around, put a pair of shoes in their cart and leave, and you can't send them that email. A year ago, they could have come back nine months later and done that and gotten an abandoned cart email. If you have to start at zero every seven days, the amount of people that you actually have tracked and the ability to send these messages to relative to the amount of people that there would be if you could track for two years is smaller by two thirds. Approximately, I've seen from the data because this is what we do. This is what we sell. I just want to raise awareness of this problem because I think most merchants know what iOS 14 was and that it hurt them and that it hurt them in meta. I don't think hardly anybody is aware of this intelligent tracking prevention and its effect on you in your email program. It's a problem. You need to fix it. Check out redemption.com. This is what we do. We track people. We help. We have four different ways of identifying people. And we identify people on your website, help you track them for longer. And uh, it just makes, you know, the, the, the biggest thing it does with respect to this Apple thing is it makes all of these flows that you set up, which mm -hmm. Clavio makes you set up an abandoned checkout flow. I would recommend setting up an abandoned add to cart flow, an abandoned browse flow, and a welcome series. These automated part of the magic, most of the magic is Clavio is of Clavio is the ease with which you can set up these messages to go out over email and SMS from people taking action on your website because those are timely, they're contextual, they're relevant, they resonate, right? They are the magic email. There's Another way to use this technology, which going into Black Friday, it's just like a hack. There's no other way to describe it. Our original product, if a visitor hits your homepage and they leave without filling out a form, we can resolve that to a deliverable email address only for USA traffic. And we can just put it in your email list and we can grow your list that way. Everybody's like, how is that legal? How does it work? And what do I send? Aren't these emails just going to be junk or whatever? We are incredibly judicious about cleaning them and we know how to make them deliver well. So that's number four. With the legality part, in the USA only, if you have an opt-out link in the email, you're not legally required to get an opt-in. So this is not Europe. 
in Europe, you are required opt-in for data collection on the internet. If it's not Canada, opt-in for data collection and email. It's only USA technology. And then number three, how does it work? We have a publisher network who do banner ads. We basically have the ability to take anonymous digital identifiers in the ad tech world and connect them to profiles, which include emails of people that have opted in to receive emails from the publisher network. That's 10,000 feet how it works. It's incredible. Dr. Squatch, for instance, I think people have heard of this big soap company. They were doing a lot of ads. They got acquired. They onboarded this 90 days before Black Friday last year. We were responsible for over a million dollars of incremental revenue in October alone. And we were 5% of their revenue from the whole Black Friday period. There's a lot that can be done with this on-site visitor identity. We mostly focus on email. We also have some products that feed audiences into Meta because of the shortcoming of the retargeting pixel now. They're blocked. We're not because we don't have an app in the Apple App Store. This is what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Just make sure everybody knows at the very least that these possibilities exist for them. Yeah, absolutely. Great overview. Now, obviously, we are exactly in this time scheme. Black Friday, there's still a little bit of time. I think a lot of merchants are already very late to the table when it comes to their marketing preparation for Black Friday. Now, if we want to collect more email addresses, your system obviously is a complete new way on how to find email addresses where you actually otherwise wouldn't have to use a form, for instance. And forms have, I don't know, 2%, 3% sign up rate if you're on a good day. Is that right? I think that on a homepage, that's a pretty good average. If you're the best in the world at it and it's like way down the funnel, then you're going to get higher than that. But it's no more than single digit collection rate, like mid single digit, doesn't get above. How would you go about warming up these new acquired email addresses to really get them into the funnel? And now a quick break to thank the sponsors of today's episode. Store Hero is a profit platform for e-commerce brands and agencies. Store Hero helps centralize all of your e-commerce, marketing, and finance data to get a true sense of your unit economics, margins, and profitability. Store Hero helps busy brand owners and agencies save up to 10 hours per week in managing their e-commerce business. Store Hero helps brands to get a razor-sharp view of their contribution margins and give them the tools and confidence to build a profitable and sustainable business. Log in at storehero.ai and start making profitable decisions today. Be a smart e-commerce marketer and grow your digital team faster without spending a ton on hiring, enabling you to grow your business faster. Visit smart-ecommerce-marketing.com for details or simply click the link in the show notes. So this is an interesting, this is hard to get your head around a little bit. These emails have very high positive engagement, but they have negative engagement that's like a bit too high to just send to these emails alone. The way that one cold emails in e-commerce or whatever, you can't just start a company, buy a list and blast to it. That doesn't work. For whoever's tried that, you know what I'm talking <laughs> about. It just causes endless problems. Email is a game that is built on reputation. If you establish an email program and you're regularly mailing to a list, it cleans itself to the point where the engagement of that list or your 30-day active openers is like very high. You can sprinkle in this type of email that has very high positive and slightly high negative engagement at a rate where it's a few percentage of the overall flow per day. And it just works beautifully because the emails are inexpensive. These people are just going to start getting newsletters. But what we've learned over the last four years is that works. We had been telling people till about a year ago to send a welcome series that says, thanks for stopping by the site, take them through a three-part welcome series, then put them in your newsletter. 
We actually found that everything performs better and the conversion rate is higher when you just start mixing them into a newsletter, which is odd, but I'm just a numbers guy. So I'm going to go with what works. In a weird way, email is initially maybe not as much about what it says, but just the fact that you're warming people up with the same compelling content that the rest of your newsletter is getting, something like that. What's your take on warming up to people going into Black Friday? When would you start a campaign? When would you send out the first of notifications to make people aware that Black Friday is around the corner? This is not to do with our product. With emails, I would send to them as soon as possible. As it pertains not with our product? Good question. I treat the internet as though people's attention and their memories are incredibly short. It's almost like longer than a week in internet time. When I say I have no idea what I browsed or saw last Thursday, I'm not kidding. I don't know what I was looking at. Like I get gunned in my head. I'm 42, 43. Maybe I'm losing some short and medium term memory or whatever it's called. But I have no idea what I was doing last Friday on my computer or Thursday. So I think you can start warming them up a little bit a week in advance or whatever. But in my opinion, if you're talking about Black Friday, two weeks before Black Friday, that's an eternity. That's light years from Black Friday. I think you probably even get away with a few days telling mm -hmm. them something's coming up a few days in advance. That's one man's opinion, right? And by the way, I'll qualify by saying I'm not actually in the game. I'm like a guy who's a vendor to these people. Exactly. Yeah, cool. Now, with a fast list grow, there might be some risks also involved. It means like list cleaning, making sure that everything gets delivered. How do you deal with that? Generally speaking, we usually only sell that product to somebody who's got over three million of sales per year going through their store. The bigger you are, the better. The Dr. Squatch example is like a great one. There is usually a magic balance between the amount of traffic they have that we can turn into emails, the amount of emails they've collected over the years that can take this amount of traffic we're giving them. We also never want to give somebody more than like 2% per day on average of what's going out. So we have a throttle. There's several different ways to throttle what's coming in. You could, for instance, only send emails to the brand after they've seen two different pages, which cuts the volume by three quarters. Or you could say, I'm only going to give this brand 500 per day, for instance. Long story short, we make sure that they're so far below what would overwhelm their delivery reputation that it doesn't even become part of the discussion. If you're in my position, it pays to be as conservative as possible. Like the last thing I need is like a bunch of brands out there talking about how I blew up their deliverability. It would literally destroy everything I'm doing. We're unbelievably conservative in that department. With your hack on getting anonymous people the email address from them, how do you prevent that you basically get email addresses that you already have in your list? That's part of the product. We use their existing list as a suppression list, so you'll never get an email that you already have. It checks Clavio first before it like puts it in to make sure it's not there. Now, obviously, Clavio just had a huge stock market event yesterday or two days before. I went there myself using Clavio for years. And Shopify, are you... Also working with other platforms, what's the, the tech stack that you support? It's mainly Shopify Clavio just because we're fairly young and have low penetration in this market. The future for us, every vendor who sells SaaS wants to go up market. Salesforce is the place to do it. We have the integrations built out already. Big commerce, WooCommerce, we do a lot of, not so much Square, they're small to make our stuff work. But yeah, those other platforms, we're, we're all over. And then all the corresponding email applications that they use, Iterable, Braze, Bluecore, Salesforce Marketing Cloud. We have integrations for all of them. 
Okay, sounds great. How does the typical onboarding process look like? It's pretty quick. It's a few hours of work. We do most of it, but there's things that the brand need. We need Clavio permissions, Shopify permissions, whatever. I think start to finish, it usually takes seven days, but it's probably only an hour of the brand's time. It's just like getting permissions and then waiting for some work to be done and proving it all and flipping it on. And that generally, again, it's like if you just had someone's undivided attention, it would happen in a few hours, but that's not how onboarding works in my experience. Very true, yeah. How does your pricing structure work? What's the pricing look like? Our starter plan is 500 bucks a month. The largest people are paying 20 grand or whatever per month, but they're massive. They're like several hundred million a year brands. We are creating a Shopify app that's like a $77 a month price point. So it's much more entry level, which is by design. And it's just a monthly subscription, kind of based on the size of your company. A couple million in revenue is like 500 bucks a month. Okay. What's your take on where this whole thing with iOS and third-party cookies is going? How will it change that? Or will this change the landscape? Apple is going to try to make it harder to do all of this stuff. It's fairly clear. Privacy to them means anonymity, which privacy can mean a lot of different things to a lot of people. It doesn't mean that to Google. It doesn't mean that to me. But two generations from now, all of this stuff that Apple's talking about and doing, I don't think anyone's going to care about it at all because we will have all grown up in this world where of the four main tech vendors, only one of them cared about this and everybody else has been tracking us since we were in the womb. So like, who gives a shit? But Apple still have a lot of traffic and this iPhone thing is like real. It's like they have 60% market share in the US or something and they're going to keep making it harder for everybody to do all this stuff. So it's exciting for me. The problem's going to keep getting bigger. I'm here to solve it. Exactly. There's always bright people to find a solution to these problems. What I'm saying for now about two years since iOS came out is that at some point we will see ad platform coming out from Apple. I'm wondering that it takes so long, but that's my prediction for the last two years. Let's see where it ends. Before we come to the end of the coffee break today, is there anything that you want to share with the listeners that we haven't covered yet? No, I think we touched it all. I just want everybody to know that this thing is happening and you can do something about it. So that's the major message. Okay. One thing that I want to touch on is the billion dollar challenge that you are chronicling. So what's that about? About a year ago, I thought businesses have these interesting trajectories that went from this is like going to be a really good lifestyle business till this thing could be a unicorn. And I had seen people doing this work in public content creation. And on the simplest level, it's like anyone can build anything that you have brand and trust are synonymous, in my opinion. The biggest differentiator you can have is this brand these days. And it's like, okay, when you're nobody, what's the quickest way to create a brand? And somebody had said this and I agree. It's like, well, people are on social media platforms to connect to people, not companies, right? So I think I'm going to try to just make a docu-series chronicling my life as I undergo this transformation from a six-person lifestyle business to someone who's trying to like aggressively scale unicorn. Maybe they're blowing smoke up my ass. I don't know, but it's a really well done. There's 10 minute episodes and 10 more 10 minute episodes are going to be launched starting in three weeks from now, weekly. And it's just about what it's like being in the middle of this madness. It's like me and my life trying to will this thing forward and all of the nonsense that comes from it. Everybody's trying to juggle in this position. So that's what it's all about. If you go to my LinkedIn page, Retention Adam, it's in a featured post, like the whole playlist of the episodes that has happened so far. No, that's a great story. I wish I had done that as an entrepreneur for more than 20 years and it makes for good stories. But on the other hand, also it gives for good lessons for people who want to follow in your footsteps. Well done on that idea. 
That was my hope. Cool. Where can people find out more about you guys? Retention.com. Pretty good domain. I will put it in the show notes for the people who can't spell. Thanks so much for the time today. I really enjoyed the chat and I hope a lot of people will come over and follow you on your story and check out retention.com. Thanks for your time, Adam. Cool. Thank you. Before you leave, don't forget to visit the sponsor of today's episode. Store Hero is a profit platform for e-commerce brands and agencies. Store Hero helps centralize all of your e-commerce, marketing and finance data to get a true sense of your unit economics, margins and profitability. Visit storehero.ai today.